Hey there, it's your career insider, Cindy Thomas. Welcome to season three of the Insiders Career Club podcast, where industry professionals share the inside, they've got that in air quotes, scoop on their careers. Listeners know that I'm an HR career professional who's been in TA for over 25 years. But did you also know that I coach clients and help them plan and grow their careers, manage career transitions, help refine your interviewing skills, or I can help you work on a job search strategy. Now, have you been passed over for a promotion or a raise? Maybe you're frustrated because you're interviewing but not getting the job offer. If that's happened to you, let me help you get back on track. Sign up for a free coaching call today with me at insidescareerclub.com. Remember, it's possible for you to have a great and a fulfilling career. Let's get you the career you deserve. Now, don't go anywhere. Up next is a great podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, Insiders, our special guest today is David Jeter. He's the owner of Acceleration Physical Therapy. He studied biology at Eastern Washington University, and he earned his COMT certification from the North American Institute of Manual Therapy. He specializes in manual therapy, pain management, rehabilitation, and vestibular rehabilitation. His practice provides outpatient orthopedic physical therapy and physical capacities evaluation and focuses on manual therapy, strain and counter strain, and functional exercise. Now, when he's not doing all of that, he enjoys mountain biking, adventure racing, triathlons, golfing, and many other outdoor activities. Let's welcome him into the show. Dave, welcome to the Inside This Career Club podcast. I'm looking forward to speaking with you today. Well, thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm really pleased. I think the listeners will be able to get a lot from our conversation today. So before we get into some of the other more career-focused things, tell me a little bit about where you grew up and your family and, you know, did you come from a big family? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm from Bellingham, an hour north of Seattle. I come from an incredibly small family. Both my parents are only children, so I had no uncles or aunts or cousins growing oh, up. No. Yeah, so it's it was it's kind of interesting to have friends where their holidays are thirty people getting together, and um, mine are much much smaller. So my brother is a, a civil engineer, and my my father's a chemical engineer. So oh, I always say yeah. that makes me the black sheep of the family uh, in physical therapy. <laughs> Only from an engineering standpoint. I was yeah, married you know, to someone. I, I couldn't cut the uh, physics and calculus to do. Oh, uh, yeah. I had to sell yeah. physical therapy. Yeah. Well, I was married to a civil engineer, so I kind of understand that whole engineering focus, right? You know, physical therapy is a great place to be, and it is for you. So. How did your family influence your decision to select physical therapy as a profession? Well, I was quite active in sports and whatnot, mm -hmm. and I ended up dislocating my patella, and I ended up having surgery three different times 
So I went through quite a bit of physical therapy myself mm-hmm. uh, during high school times and grew to appreciate the venue and, and see that physical therapy was a very interesting way to get people back to the things that they really enjoyed doing. So you had a lot of direct experience with it and you were impressed with them. So it stayed on your radar for a profession, huh? Yeah. And I've always been interested in the medical community as a, as a kid, but I didn't really like blood and guts and, and that sort of thing. So <laughs> physical therapy really fits in nicely in that realm where we, we typically aren't doing so much with the, with the blood and guts, although there are physical therapists that do wound care. And so uh-huh. they get some really gnarly, really, really terrible wounds that are typically diabetic wounds or, or wounds that have um, really deep, deep wounds that take months and months and months to heal and special techniques and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a vestige of a historical perspective on physical therapy because physical therapy started um, back in World War II as reconstruction aids and wound care was just kind of part of what we ended up taking on as a profession. It probably has to do with the invention of antibiotics because so many people were surviving wounds after the advent of antibiotics that you had a, a lot of wounded soldiers who needed some sort of rehabilitation. Kind of an offshoot of the nursing profession became these reconstruction aids is what physical therapists used to be called. Oh, reconstruction aids. Okay. And it kind of grew from there. You know, of course, physical therapists are doctorate level clinician licensed mm-hmm. and whatnot, work in all kinds of different settings, which I'm sure we'll get into. So what would you consider are your strengths that help you make this profession a right fit for you? Because not everybody's suited to every profession, right? I really like the problem solving aspect of physical therapy. You get a person and you have to peel back the onion and figure out what's going on with them. What are all the contributing factors to why this person is in your office? It turns out that people are not just pulleys and levers and ropes and mechanical things. Their brain is attached to their body and their body is attached to their brain. And we have to, we have to address all of it uh, all at the same time. Their beliefs about how fragile they are or how strong they are or what their capabilities are. Um, just trying to dig deeper into a person's physical health that sometimes gets into a little bit more of the mental health aspects is I think the thing that I'm looking at more these days, I guess. From uh, personal attributes, you talked about the problem solving aspect of things that, that you felt made you good for this role. What are some of the other things that other people may have that are their strengths that would be a good fit for being a physical therapist? A physical therapist really needs to have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to recognize that you're not going to have that quick turnaround of a positive reinforcement. You know, there's going to be delayed gratification mm-hmm. because physical therapy is not a magic trick as we all right. know. You know, mm-hmm. it is not something where someone typically feels better immediately. I mean, there, there are definitely times and places where, where that happens, but for the most part, it's a long slog and it's all about, you know, building character and doing all the right things for a really long time, noticing that you get results by doing all the right things for a really long time. A lot of people get frustrated with it and they get frustrated with patients and 
they get frustrated with the process and they're always kind of looking, what is the thing that's going to make people better faster? Maybe the Mm -hmm. body heals at the rate that it heals and we can just facilitate the process and recognize that the process takes some time and we need to be okay about that and get maybe get a little bit zen about the fact that if we want to actually truly get the body moving better and feeling better, it's a longer process than we all want it to be. And especially too, if you have a patient that's impatient mm-hmm. and then they go, you know, you do whatever you can do in the office and they go out and do something they shouldn't be doing. They set themselves back. I can remember thinking over the years that just even people that didn't need a person, a, a pardon me, a physical therapist that maybe had surgery or whatever, and they're out doing things and they should have been home. It's having that patient that's willing to work with you and willing to do what they need to do so that they can be better. I, I always have a, I, I tell patients, I don't want to hear a story that starts out with the phrase, I was doing really well. And then I did. And fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And I bet you hear that a lot. You know? I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. You know, there's, unfortunately, for as educated as we are, and for as much knowledge as there is about so many different things, people can be really ignorant about how their body operates from just even simple eating habits to what they're doing physically to their bodies. And so the ones that are kind of ignorant about that and don't want to educate themselves, I'll bet you'll agree that those are the ones that make the worst patients. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's certainly a challenge. You get someone who's had a sit-down job that they've, they've had for two decades and they come in with something going on with them and you're talking about this postural dysfunction where their body doesn't move the way it should because they've mostly just been sitting mm-hmm. and they don't kind of put two and two together. Like, Oh wow. Sitting actually has been pretty terrible for me. And there's going to be a significant portion of time that I'm going to need to take to unwind all of this stiffness and weakness that is not normal. I mean, if you think about what, what we as humans did, even as, as much as say 200 years ago and before the amount of walking and moving and lifting and reaching and all of the different things that that were required to exist are so much more diminished now in our modern life. I like to say that the downfall of the human being was the invention of the chair. Yeah. Well, it's true too, just of modernization and we don't have to grow our own food. We don't have to slaughter our own animals. Everything can be bought, right? Or flipping the switch if you want a light or whatever. So, yeah, we do have a more sedentary lifestyle that a lot of folks, depending on how old they are, don't know anything different. If you ask someone, you know, how far can you walk? A lot of times the answer is, I really don't know. I haven't really tried. I haven't, I haven't gone out and gone for a really long walk in, in years. That would just never have happened, you know, years ago. And, and frankly, in other, in other countries where people just walk more. Yeah. And then too, you know, we've got cars, we can drive to wherever we need to get to. And the way that our cities work, we're very often far away from whatever we need. So we have to get in the car or yeah. something. So yeah, it's just a very different lifestyle than it used to be. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about a kind of educational prep that's needed for this role. Physical therapists typically have a degree in biology 
and then do physical therapy school, which is a doctorate program and uh, take a licensure test, uh, which is a national test, but it's a kind of state-based state license. So doctorate level physical therapists are, I don't know if there's any master's degrees left. I am a dinosaur. So I have a master's degree and I did not choose to get a transitional doctorate, but it still is basically the same, same degree. And then as far as licensing go, do you got, do you need to renew how, how often every so many years? Every year you renew your license and you show your uh, continuing education, 20 hours of continuing education. We do a continuing education weekend every year. Ours is coming up in November. Mm -hmm. And I really challenge all of our clinicians to bring something new to the table. What did they learn in other classes? What are they doing with their other colleagues? And how can we all become better clinicians? So we kind of spend the weekend working on techniques and bringing new ideas to the table. And that's, that's a lot of fun for us. And then, of course, we go and, and take other people's continuing education classes, either online or, or in person, and practice our techniques and practice uh, our philosophies and, and refine all of it. And then there's also just new breakthroughs in medicine, right? That you have to kind of keep up with. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that there are some new techniques and ideas, but boy, most of those techniques and ideas are old techniques and ideas that are in a bit of a new package. You know, from a physical medicine standpoint, when you think about joint mobilization and manipulation, when you think about soft tissue mobilization, manipulation, you think about exercise and movement, Again, I'm not saying that there are no new ideas under the sun, but most of the time it's someone who is branding it in a way where their idea can be packaged a little bit differently. There's some newer stuff in in the realm of blood flow restriction, and that's sort of a newer hot topic. And we're always talking about neuroplasticity and in the neuro realm. And recently we've been talking more about uh, biopsychosocial issues in the chronic pain realm, how pain science can be discussed in relation to musculoskeletal pain. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the day-to-day and how you work with patients. I see patients with some physical therapist assistance. So we tend to see about 16 patients between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And part of it is uh, doing hands-on. I'm usually doing most of the hands-on stuff. A lot of it has to do with exercise both prescription and making sure that people are doing the right thing. I do patient care every day of the, uh, of the week that I, that I work. And, you know, these days I'm really charged with developing the new cohort of therapists. So I will have a student that I'm starting with uh, next week from Eastern Washington University. And they'll, they're in their second year of school and I get to start from scratch and, show them what I know and try to get them going to do physical therapy, both efficiently and effectively. Then it's all about trying to get all of the clinicians on the same page. Uh, It's not a top down dictatorship sort of. Right. uh, It's a collaboration. Yeah. I I want everyone to feel like not only is it kind of their responsibility, but they are required to bring ideas, to bring new techniques to bring 
uh, bring question, you know, question the old, there's no sacred cows. And how can we, how can we do better physical therapy next year than we did this year? And if we're all doing the same thing five years from now, then somehow we've all failed. There's two kinds of clinics, I guess, where clinicians are kind of allowed to do whatever they want. And that can end up being where these people are siloed. Clinicians are siloed into their ideas and their and their thought process. And they're doing quite well with certain populations of patients, mm-hmm. but not quite so well with other populations of patients. And my feeling is, is that I don't want anybody doing something drastically different than everyone else in the sense that if you have a great idea, you need to bring it to all of us so that we can all do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing the things that are successful that other clinicians are doing, then you're not doing the right thing with a whole group of your of your patients. The consistency is, I think that's really key. I mean, I think any clinician should in our organization should be able to walk in the room and say, I understand and I know what the previous therapist was doing. I understand their their thought process. I can either continue down that path or we can take another path. And if I'm going to take that new path, I have to really make a concerted effort to justify that both to the patient and to the the previous clinician that was there. As a physical therapist, you make a difference in the lives of your patients because you are helping them recover and get back to if you want to say it this way, ground zero or quote normal, I'm making air quotes here, to where they were before, before they had an injury or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to call it. Okay. Okay. So why is this position attractive and fulfilling to you? To me, it is the basis of musculoskeletal care. Um, when someone comes to me, like let's say with knee pain, it's really mm-hmm. important for me to decide what structure is the painful structure. So whether it's a tendon or a muscle or the joint itself. Beyond that, that, that I kind of group into the what. What is painful? Mm-hmm. As a physical therapist, we go beyond that and say, why is that the pain? Mm-hmm. If you have a, a tendonitis of this knee or your patellar tendon is irritated, that patellar tendon lives in a neighborhood that is the whole leg. And if we just look at the patellar tendon and say, okay, it's irritated, we should do a bunch of things to calm it down. Then we are neglecting the fact that that tendon lives in a, in a leg that has to work as a system. And as a physical therapist, I'm looking above the knee up into the hip and back and pelvis. I'm looking down into the foot and ankle and seeing are are, are those things above and below doing their job in a way where that knee can work efficiently, or is the knee trying to compensate for the fact that a hip isn't doing its job? And what we find quite often is that again, that hip isn't doing what it's supposed to do. And if we can move that hip more efficiently and we can load that hip more efficiently, then all of a sudden the patellar tendon says, Hey, thanks very much. I appreciate you giving me some friends and I appreciate you taking some stress off of me. And the patellar tendon feels better. If you aren't looking at why that structure is painful in the first place, and you're only looking at the what is painful, then you can kind of go down paths where you just try to fix the what instead of fixing the why. And a lot of times, maybe you'll end up with a surgical intervention that's fixing the what is painful, but there's no reason why that thing isn't going to be 
become painful again if you haven't mm-hmm. fixed it. Mm-hmm. So I think that everyone should start with physical therapy in the sense that getting the whole system moving more efficiently and loading more efficiently is always a really good place to start because if the painful structure doesn't end up calming down, you can always do an injection. You can always do surgical mm-hmm. intervention. But if you have improved how the system is moving and loading prior to those other interventions, then uh, the more invasive intervention is much, much more likely to be effective. Your practice is different in that it does look more for root causes rather than just solving the problem that they came in. Yeah. And I would even say, you know, the like people come in and say, my knee is the problem. And I say, no, your knee is painful, but it's not actually the problem. The problem is the fact that your hip and your pelvis aren't moving properly and aren't loading properly. And that's putting more stress on your knee. So we have to even change the paradigm of what is the problem versus what is the painful thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are people that may be listening to this podcast why should they start with physical therapy? You should always think of normalizing movement and strength as the basis for good musculoskeletal health. Mm-hmm. On, on top of that, once you're, once you're moving well and strong and have good balance and coordination, then we can start talking about, okay, is it appropriate to, to put a surgical intervention on top of this or an injection on top of this or some other, some other modality if more people took the time and effort and energy to get their body moving properly, mm-hmm. we would avoid a whole host of unnecessary interventions. And then what can someone expect from physical therapy? The therapist is going to take a really deep dive into whatever part of you is bothering you in the sense that not only are they going to look at your knee, for example, but they're going to look at how that hip is moving and how that foot is moving. And we're going to have a discussion about the structure that is painful in that knee, but we're also going to, to really work on deciding what other things are going on. And what that usually means is that that therapist is going to take you through some, some manual therapy in the sense that uh, getting certain joints moving with hands-on techniques uh, or soft tissues moving with hands-on techniques or nerve glides and all other kinds of fancy techniques. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to teach you how to keep that moving with some exercises at home and then progressively load it so that we can improve how that whole system is is loading in all, all planes of, of motion. So you sh- you're going to have a, a, an assessment that looks beyond just what is the painful thing. You're going to have techniques that are hands-on in the, in the sense that we need to get that body moving properly. And then you're going to have some homework that is going to be a long-term solution so that you're not feeling like every time you have this neck pain or back pain that you have to go back to your physical therapist and do two visits because uh, they're the only person that can put your neck back into place. Mm-hmm. Uh, my philosophy is I want to get people moving well. I want to get people strong and I want to give them a program so that they can keep themselves moving and they can keep themselves strong. And they have these tools where if something starts to prop up again, they can start with these things and they can try to get themselves moving and they can hopefully avoid even coming back to, to see me when you can 
get them moving in a way where they say, wow, this definitely feels a lot better to move uh, more efficiently. I think people tend to get it and they tend Mm -hmm. to understand that staying moving is really the ball game if they want to feel good. Yeah. Tell us where listeners can find you and what's the area uh, location that, you know, someone may be listening that they can actually find you because you're close to where they are. Uh, I'm in Spokane, Washington. We have, we currently have three clinics uh, in Spokane uh, in the South Hill, um, sort of in the middle of, of town on Wellesley and then up in Deer Park. Hmm. We have uh, 17 different clinicians, so there's lots of folks to help people out. You can find us on the web at accelerationpt.com. And if you have any questions, you can always shoot me a question and I'll do my best to, to answer. I, I get questions from people who email me about, oh, I had a shoulder surgery three months ago and it's still really bothering me. You know, what do you think? And there's some other videos that we've made on YouTube. There's a, we have a little, little channel just kind of describing some of the interactions between say hips and knees and shoulders and necks and um, our philosophies on low back pain, that sort of thing. And for YouTube, do they look under Acceleration PT or do they go on YouTube? Yeah, Acceleration, yeah, they should be able to find us under Acceleration Physical Therapy. Wonderful. Well, Dave, it's been my pleasure to speak with you. I truly appreciate your taking the time to talk to us and share what a physical therapist is and what they do and how important it can be for the body, for someone that has an injury. So I think that anyone listening is going to take a lot away from this conversation. Well, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks for listening. And your support's a blessing. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a positive rating on Apple. It will help our podcast ranking on all the major sites like Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. We release new podcasts every two weeks on the first and third Wednesdays. Now your support is needed. Keep listening and share these career-changing podcasts with your friends, your family, your coworkers, and anyone else you feel it will bless. In addition to the major sites, they can also find these podcasts on my website at insiderscareerclub.com. Now, if you're not happy with your career, let me help you. I can help you get your career on track. Sign up for a free coaching call with me today. Before you go, let's speak victory over you. You have a bright future. Good breaks are looking for you and new doors are about to swing wide open with opportunity. Believe it. Until next time, take care.